On today's Court Vision, I have a very special guest. He is a former number one recruit. He was part of the Fab Five, one and two. He's an NBA champion. He's an, he works for ESPN and he's an entrepreneur. It is Gerard Ward. As a great interview with Gerard, him and I talk about the upcoming college basketball season, uh, and we also talk about a little bit about his career. Uh, this will be today's episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Too complex. Too complex. September 19th and I have a very special guest for you guys on this episode. His name is Gerard Ward. He is a former NBA champion, a former number one basketball recruit in high school. He was part of the Fab Five, One and Two. If you can guess, he played for Michigan in basketball. Uh, he was an entrepreneur. He is an entrepreneur. He has his own company. He's a motivational speaker and he works for ESPN. Man, I really enjoyed my conversation with Gerard. Um, talking about the upcoming basketball season, it was a lot of fun talk to him and get his takes his early predictions uh we also filmed this about like three weeks ago so we talk about the up the upcoming college football season even though we're in it right now we talk about michigan we're both michigan guys um you know he played basketball at michigan i also played football and basketball at michigan back in the ncaa football games for via playstation no big deal mvp four years and both sports it's hard you know it's tough to say to be that good, but it was a lot of fun, um, you know, talking to Gerard and getting his takes and also hearing about his time with the Spurs and um, actually he was actually a mentor for LeBron James, which is also very interesting. So just hearing his takes about um, playing in the NBA, playing in college, listening about his career and then listening about this upcoming NCAA basketball season was awesome. I really enjoyed this conversation, so here's Gerard. All right, on today's Core Vision, we welcome on Gerard Ward. Uh, he is a former NBA and European professional basketball player. He's also a former player of the year. Uh, he played with the Fab Five and was part of the Fab Five too. He's also entrepreneur and founder of JW Global Speaks Consultant, and he's also a freelance ESPN analyst. Gerard, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to, to be on the show. I'm very happy to have you as well. Uh, I really appreciate your time and for you uh, making time for me and coming on and talk talk some college basketball. All right. All right. So before we get into the college basketball season, I just want to ask some questions. Um, I want to talk about your basketball career and um, how you got to where you are and, you know, what you're doing now. And, um, you know, so what was your – you got recruited by Michigan. So what was your time at, like, Michi- at Michigan and – how was it coming in with the hype, being part of the Fab Five, and being part of the Five Fab Two? Well, growing up, um, basketball was something that that was a constant. It stayed on my mind all the time. I could never ever stop thinking about it. Um, to the point where, I, you know, for me, I formed an acronym from the game of um, basketball. Like the NBA, to me, stood for never be average. I, I tried to develop a never be average mentality, um, and I have a the list of things of, of core characteristics of what they look like, 12 to be exact. But um, I was always pushing myself and trying to push the envelope and push the limits. And so after reaching great heights in high school, becoming the top player in the country, being recruited by every single 
college basketball team. Uh, there was professional teams that was after me as well. And my options were college or pro. Um, and then choosing the University of Michigan, I was extremely excited to uh, join the illustrious Fab Five that was currently there. Um, guys were moving on and there were a few guys remaining. But my biggest thing was uh, to try to take my talents and help um, the University of Michigan and Coach Steve Fisher um, win it all, win a national championship. We've been so close. And, uh, you know, I thought that we could uh, have a great opportunity and chance of doing so, especially with the uh, other four guys that were coming in alongside of myself. Yeah, and, you know, you, um, as a person, you were plagued with injuries and um, through your career at Michigan. How did you overcome that adversity? And how did you become, you know, uh, you still averaged, I believe, your senior 13 points and six rebounds a game. How did you still able to get yourself on the court and, play through that adversity and become the fifth-ranked three-point shooter at Michigan as well, too? Well, I'll tell you, it wasn't easy. Um, when, you're, when you've been on the top and you've uh, <clears throat> tasted success, you know, what, you know what it takes to get back there. The, the hardest thing is the mental portion of it. Uh, when, the, when the avalanche of injuries started to occur, I, uh, I found myself in a state of depression, not really knowing I was uh, depressed, but uh, I found myself in somewhat of a state of depression, and I had to really fight hard to get out of it. Um, I started digging really deep. Uh, I actually did a, a TEDx talk about eating adversity, where I had to go back and just think about some things that um, I thought about also at the beginning. Uh, when I first started playing the game of basketball, when I first thought about the NBA and the way I did and trying to form an NBA mentality, I thought to myself that I had to uh, stop beating myself up over uh, what had happened and start to move forward. So I had to embrace the new challenge that was presented to me and so that I can act appropriately. And uh, eventually after I started acting and, and working hard with the work ethic that I had um, and still have, I knew that eventually I'll be th I'll thrive again and, and be able to uh, have some successes with the game of basketball, but not only with the game of basketball, with the game of life. Um, I tell people all the time, um, you know, life is the game of life is 90% mental and 10% physical. So I try to make sure I'm staying uh, extremely sharp and trying to make sure I'm continuing to try to master uh, my thoughts and my mind on a consistent basis. Yeah, that's an amazing attitude to have. You know, um, you know, you hear a lot of players who go through those injuries and they do suffer depression. Sometimes they turn to, um, you know, other things that help them get through. But, you know, someone with your mentality and your motor, you know, it's amazing how you're able to flip it. And, I mean, look at you now. You have your, you're an entrepreneur. You have your own business. You, I mean, you speak to college players. Like, um, you know, you give TED Talks, which is all – those are – all highly conceived like rankings and you were still able to have a professional career afterwards. Um, you played a little bit in the NBA and you played in Europe, correct? Right. Yeah. Those are phenomenal times. Uh, my experiences, uh, <clears throat> although they were brief in the NBA was great. Uh, starting out with San Antonio Spurs, the year of uh, one winning the um, NBA championship in 1999, being around some great people and being mentored by guys like, um, <clears throat> Uh, the Admiral David Robinson, um, A.B. Johnson, those guys, and then moving on and touching, uh, spending some time in Golden State, spending some time in Toronto, and even, even just coming in um, Cleveland, uh, well, spending time in Cleveland, actually. So LeBron was coming in, and, and my 
it was my turn and opportunity now to just kind of do what David and those guys did for me and try to mentor a young guy coming in with the same type of uh, accolades that I had as far as being the top player in, in the game at the time. And uh, he was injury free, so I was happy to, to for the for him. And yes. uh, he was, you know, he's a phenomenal player then, and uh, even better player now. Great person. I love what he's done uh, overall, both on and off the court. And uh, he's continued to set the bar high for for people that are coming after him, players that's coming after him. That's that's amazing. That it's amazing they had experiences. You know, you played under Coach Popovich, and you know, you're able to mentor uh, a young lump young LeBron James at the time, which is, those are absolutely amazing experiences. And you're still continuing to mentor young players with your TED talks and just speaking to those players. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's a great thing just being out, being able to give back to the community. And, you know, my, my mission is to help others achieve great successes. So whether I'm speaking to a, a college team or I'm speaking to a, um, a company, uh, we're talking about leadership. We're talking about teamwork. We're talking about a bunch of different fundamental things that will help uh, lend success. And um, I tell people all the time, um, <clears throat> the more the more you try, the harder you work, um, the greater chances of you to be are you being successful. So it's it's a catch twenty two. You you have to make sure you're you're willing to to, to operate in, in confidence versus operating in fear. And it's all the state of mind. It's, it all happens in the mind. The mind controls the body, and uh, that's that's what I preach. I love it. I'm ready. I, you know, I would. I have to come to one of your TED talks or uh, come to one of your motivational speakers. Just from you talking right now, I'm ready to run through a wall. Um, you know, just get you in the right mindset just for a day at work or anything like that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. I'd love to uh, see you in the audience. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to be there. Um, you know, and I had to ask one more question before we jump into um, college basketball. Uh, what was it like playing for Popovich? Well, it was great. It was a learning learning experience for me. Um, Pop was, was a young coach. Uh, the year that I joined the team, there was some um, early in the year, there were some trials and tribulations going on. Um, and it was some uncertain what, who was going to be at the head by the time the season ended, but then the year just kind of completely turned around and the guys uh, rallied together and ended up winning the uh, championship. And that was a, that was abbreviated year, uh, 98, 99, the year of the lockout. Um, but uh, it was just great coming into that atmosphere and, and learning from those guys. Uh, and as I mentioned, a few of the guys, but you know, every single person was just locked in uh, to the, to the mission at hand. And it was just great. You know, talk about, um, true professionals. Uh, that's exactly what the, the organization, uh, at least my opinion of the organization was, was just being around true professionals. So I got an opportunity to learn exactly what it meant to be uh, a professional athlete at, at the highest level. That's, that's amazing. That's, that's awesome that you had that experience and, you know, were able to learn from the Admiral himself and uh, Greg Popovich and become a professional and that like, you know, going forward is just, I'm sure has affected um, your career in a great way. Oh, 100%. I mean, I'm a student of the game. I'm a student of life. So when we talk about the game, I reference the game in, in a lot of different ways. We talk about the game of basketball, but you cannot um, um, skip the game of life. You know, that's the ultimate game is the game of life. 
that that's very that is very true yeah i know life is a it's a funny thing how things work out but like you said it's all mental and you know it's all about that push and motivation and i also want to add one other thing there's a great quote that i use often by a wise man by the name of frederick Douglass. if there's no struggle there's no progress so understanding that you know struggle is a part of the process is what would would help you you know as you move forward that's a great quote. I, I agree because I think, well, um, you know, whatever we struggle with, I think we it makes us stronger when we overcome it. And then, you know, realizing that like, there's always going to be struggles in life, but we're able to overcome those struggles going forward. Exactly. And, you, and you're stronger when you come out on the other side. That's exactly. That, that's, that's very true. That's a great quote. I'm actually going to have to start uh, using that for my uh, team when I coach them and my players that I train. Awesome. Outstanding. Awesome. All right. So let's get into it with the, um, the, the college basketball this year, this upcoming year. Uh, you know, who do you, um, you know, we had last year we had a Zion Williamson with all eyes on him. I mean, everyone was just hyper-focused on him. What, what, who do you think is the uh, player that this year that all eyes will be on? Well, for me personally, you know, I have two players that I'm going to be I'm really excited to see and, and how they do, um, how they pan out. And what, the first one is the top player in, of the year, James uh, Wiseman. You know, Memphis uh, recruit, very, very uh, impressive young man. I mean, he's posted some big games. I mean, he had one game against uh, Whitehaven, uh, Tennessee, where he scored 29 points had 20 rebounds and like 10 blocks. Um, wow. It's amazing how uh, a seven-foot guy, 7'1", 7'1", 230, 240-pound guy can get up and down the floor as well as he can, put the ball on the floor uh, a little bit. And um, obviously we know he's a presence around the basket, you know, shot blocker, rim protector. Uh, but he can also step out and, and knock down a three occasionally. So he can do some pretty good things. And then the other young man for me, I would have to say, is uh, – Cole Anthony, so the kid that's going to North Carolina, six three guard. Uh, he also was highly uh, ranked in, in as far as the re- top recruit in the country. Uh, an Oak Hill product. Now, what's so impressive for me? This guy has continuously and gotten better, uh, steadily improved, steadily uh, placed itself in in the in the ranks of the James Wiseman talks, um, but. This past year, past summer, off season, you know, after basketball, winning the uh, most valuable player, McDonald's All American Most Valuable Player, the Jordan Brand Co MVP, the Nike Hoop Summit MVP, he's on a tear right now. So, I'm really, uh, I'm really excited to see what both of those young men do. Uh, I remember when I was coming out, uh, I also participated in the McDonald's All American game where I was, uh, I ended up after the game being the fifth leading scorer in the history of the game with 25 points. I did not win the MVP because our team lost by uh, a few points, and so they didn't do a co-MVP that year. Uh, and then I went on to participate in what then was called the Capital Classic, later became the Jordan brand, um, which is which was a great, great experience. So I know exactly how those young guys felt uh, going through those uh, illustrious uh, games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are those are highly regarded awards between both of those guys. Um, you know, and it's crazy that you know. I think now too, with social media, makes it more amplified that these guys are on like on the map. I feel like that helps out their brand as well before they even get to the professionals. 
Oh, absolutely. Social media has definitely changed the game and the landscape of how we see things and how we operate. Yeah, it's it's crazy, too, because I think guys like, you know, on social media like that, like those high school players, I like there's a couple of high school players now that I follow. I think they have more followers than some famous people, which is absolutely so crazy to see that. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, you know, perception is reality. So, you know, these guys are are constantly in the in the public eye. And so, um, you know, they become a brand at a very young age. That's a huge responsibility. And these two young men that I refer to have done a great job of being uh, great role models. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then, so speaking of James Wiseman, we'll, you know, with like he's playing for Penny Hardaway and his assistant, you know, and Mike Miller at the University of Memphis, you know, with former NBA uh, players coming into college basketball coach, how do you think that affects like other programs out there? And do you think, you know, more players, more younger players are attracted to play with former NBA players than they are with like a Coach K, a Coach Cal, or a Coach Izzo? Well, it, it does. Uh, it does leave. It does present. Excuse me. Some type of attraction, whether or not it's a greater attraction than battle-tested, proven coaches who have uh, produced and helped uh, mentor and produce player after player after player. Uh, I don't think it does. I do think it will help in some regards in the recruiting fashion. You'll be able to get some quality players, uh, and who wouldn't love to play for a former NBA? player but then you have those legendary coaches that there you you know the work the body of work they've done over the years speaks volumes and uh, there's no um, there's no way around that so you got players that still want to go play for coach k coach kyle coach Izzo, because they want to be you know be involved in a winning program a proven winning program and and try to improve themselves and take their games to the next level um with the opportunity and, uh, and dream of playing in the NBA. So I think uh, it's a great thing that former players are getting the opportunity now to, you know, show uh, other skill sets, being in the, in the, in the head seats or being a part of college basketball as a coach. And so I'm excited for, you know, future young athletes as well. Yeah. I mean, they have good options and either, you know, either way you go to a, an established program like a coach, a coach a K or or um, or you go to a new program like Memphis with Penny Hardaway, and you know I feel like either way those kids are going to get some great advice um, and directions to go and how to be true professionals. Absolutely, hands down. But you know, I, as I was just was saying, there's there's um, there's something special about playing for a Coach K right now. There's something special about playing for a Coach Cal. Something special about playing for a Coach Izzo or those, you know, big name, you know, huge tradition, legacy guys. Um, and players are still attracted to that. But I do think uh, over time there will become more attraction to being a part of a, a program with a former NBA player because of all the uh, connections, networking. That's 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 true. That's 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 a good point. So, you know, like uh, you you have the legendary coaches that you want to play for now, but like you said, the future of Former NBA players, you know, you definitely, you definitely see the attraction there. So, I mean, it's also tough for you to play in front of. You want to play in front of the, the Duke fans, and you want to be part of that UNC Duke rivalry too, as a young player. Yeah. Um, so we come into the season, and you know, you know, what are some of the bigger games to be on the lookout for earlier on in the season? Well, for me, I don't. I, I'm I'm really excited to watch a few teams. Uh, not necessarily um, 
one particular game, but I'm really excited to see exactly what the final four teams do early on, how they get started this year, get out of the gates. Uh, will set the tone, in my opinion, for the rest of the season. Now, obviously, everyone knows that at the beginning of the season, you're a totally different team than you are at the end of the season. But just to just to see how far Auburn went last year versus where they started, you know, where it came from, just to see them get out there and start um, at it again and see what type of mentality that the team has, um, how hard they're going to be working uh, pretty much – or have been working all off season. Michigan State is going to be another team that's going to be a force to reckon with. Uh, and then Texas Tech, you know, wow, what you know, what a run Texas Tech had as well. And then obviously the national champions Virginia will be in that talk as well. And then you have for me a couple other teams that you want to kind of see how they're going to bounce back after having losing some very key players: Duke, North Carolina. Even the University of Michigan after losing, um, you know, our coach. Now we, you know, we have Jawan Howard sitting at the at the helm, and so I'm excited to see what those guys do. Yeah, it should be interesting too. Uh, Juwan taking the helm, and you know uh, how Texas Tech also uh, bounces back, losing a Jarrett Culver, and where they're gonna be, and how a team like those Final Four teams, how quickly they bounce back. That's, that's true. I never really, I kind of. Be honest with you, I almost kind of forgot about the Auburn and the Texas Tacks. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's 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 not easy losing uh, Zion. I don't care if you are Duke, but just the impact that he had on college basketball, and now you know things kind of shift a little bit, and now you have to come out and you have to represent and show that you are still a very uh, formidable team and a contender. Now, I think Duke would do just fine. I think Trey Jones uh, will step up and, put, and have a huge role in, in Duke's success this year. He's one of my su- surprise players that I'm excited to watch him play. Uh, and then another surprise player I'll just throw out there is Cash, uh, Cassius Winston from Michigan State. I mean, this kid is battle-tested. He's a winner. Just how he kind of ran through last year by being the Big Ten Player of the Year, first, uh, first team, Big Ten, uh, second team, All-American, and then winning the most valuable player in the uh, tournament, uh, Big Ten tournament. So he had a phenomenal year, uh, just a just a true warrior. So I'm I'm excited to see some of these young guys get back out there and play. And I cannot leave out, you know, my alma mater, University of Michigan. I mean, I'm ecstatic to see what Juwan is going to, you know, do and how he's going to lead those guys to great success. I always feel like Michigan always puts together uh, a great team, and I feel like they're always in the running. I always feel like they they always make a great run towards the in the Big Ten tournament or or in the NCAA tournament. Oh, absolutely! You know, I, as I mentioned, the, the beginning of the season is totally different than the end of the season. You're still trying to work out some kinks in the beginning of the season, but as I mentioned, those Final Four teams uh, they they have to in my eyes they have a lot to uh to, to to prove especially early on that they're still an elite team and a force to be reckoned with is what i'm hoping to see from each one of those teams yes yes same here we'll see how the season goes this year for those guys um so is there a team that you think that will that might be in the top 25 that might likely drop out or uh, by like you know by the holidays by christmas well, there's definitely going to be some moving around. Um, teams are going to move around. Um, as as it as it stands, preseason uh, polls they're vary from from one uh, source to the next source. Um, 
you some people have Michigan in the top 25, some don't. Um, so it's one of those things. It's it's a matter of opinions, so to speak, in, in one hand, but also uh, based on their uh, the way the teams finished last year and what they have coming in. There's huge shoes to be filled in, in certain places. A lot of young guys have a lot of responsibility on their backs. Andre always plays a factor, so you don't really know you know, which teams are going to be healthy throughout the entire season, especially at the end of the season. So there will be some uh, shakeups, but I can't really pinpoint one team that I'd say that will be uh, – that may fall out because it, it, could, it could be, you know, a number of teams actually. Yes, that's true. It could be – I mean, we've seen before where the top 25 has – uh, flipped around so many times, and guys who are ranked number one, even sometimes, or even in the top ten, have dropped out to the top twenty-five. Exactly. And like you said, it's different. It's a different. You're a different team from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. That's for sure. You know, it's but college basketball is it's just a very exciting time. Uh, so I'm excited to get things started. I am too. I, I mean, I feel. Uh, I always call March Madness my Christmas. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yes. That's uh, it's like the two days of work that I always take off to make sure that I have that time off to make sure I catch the first two games. I like it. I like it. There's a lot of excitement in the atmosphere during uh, March Madness. I mean, it's one of the, the, the best experiences that uh, I had just being a part of March Madness. And so it's, it's a fun thing. And now, whether you are a, a participant or a fan, it still, you know, brings a lot of joy to you. Oh, yes, definitely. And I can only imagine being on the court, what the crowds are like and what how deafening the sound is on the, on the court. Oh, yeah, it's exciting. It's definitely it was rocking. <laughs> I would say that. <laughs> Do you say, uh, would you say that, like, you're, uh, like, you're more pumped up in those games than you are, like, if say, like, a regular season game just because of the, the fan base? Well, some players are, but, you know, for players who are uh, you're very mentally strong, you understand that you have to approach uh, that time frame and, and those games like it's just the next game. You know, it's the very next game. The next game up is nothing different. You know, you, you forget about the magnitude of the moment, and you just go out and you just try to play like it's a normal game and give it your best. If you don't, you'll get caught up in all the hype and you'll find yourself, you know, being out of character. And that's the one thing you don't want to do as a team and a player is be out of character. You want to go out there with, you know, supreme confidence and giving your uh, team the best opportunity to win. That's, that's true. And you, yeah. And you hear a lot of, um, I've heard from other players that I've spoken to, have spoken to like the, you know, they bring that, they have to bring that veteran status to guys that played in the tournament, just kind of, calm guys down before they get in, before they even come out of the tunnel. Absolutely. I mean, emotions are already running extremely high, and that's from, you know, 1 through 15 and even the coaching staff, you know, so you want to make sure you stay as calm as possible and just go out and play, you know, the game just like it's the very next game, you know, because basically it is. It's the next game you have on your, on your, on your schedule, so you want to go out and give it your best and give it your all and just execute. The main focus during that time is if you're going out and you execute, you know, your stuff and focus on yourself and, you know, great success will happen. Obviously, you have to be, you know, be sound on defense and rebounding is key, but making sure you're executing uh, your game plan is very, very important because a lot of people get out of character during that time frame. That's, that's, that's very true. I mean, you see some big players falter or even some younger players falter just because of the, 
the over the adrenaline kind of gets to you. <laughs> yeah, sometimes some players allow uh, in teams allow the pressure to get to them. Yes, oh yes. <laughs> All right, so I have two more questions, and we'll wrap it up here. Um, I don't, maybe I'm not sure how much you know about them, but they're they're 20 minutes down the road for me, and I'm just curious of what your thoughts about them. Uh, how do you think uh, University of Rhode Island will do? This year, do you think do you see him a, a tournament team, a ten team champion, or? Well, I know Coach uh, David Cox is looking to improve on the season he had last year. I think they went up around eighteen, about eighteen and fifteen, or something like that. A little bit over five hundred in the Atlantic Ten, so they're definitely looking to <clears throat> turn it up a notch. They're still, in my opinion, in a um, building stage. Uh, the culture is, has been set now. The tone is there so players know uh, what to expect. Fans know what to expect for that matter. And then they're bringing in some key pieces. They have a big-time shooter coming in that's uh, expected to do some great things. And Jacob, uh, so we'll see. He's, uh, you know, he's, he has some good size. He has length. He has a high IQ. So, I mean, you know, University of Rhode Island is, is one of those teams that, in my opinion, are right in the thick of things in, in, as far as the conference as well as having the opportunity of uh, making the tournament. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. You know, uh, it's been nice, you know, what Dan Hurley has done here. I know around, like, you know, we don't have a big football team and we have two major colleges that are really close to each other, which is Providence and University of Rhode Island. So, you know, a lot of us fans, you know, we look forward to our basketball around here and, you know, we hope you know, what Dan Hurley did, it's like changed the community around here and those guys that played for those teams. And I had a chance to actually, I was, was lucky to speak to Stan Robinson. And, you know, I had a chance to speak to him and, you know, just the opportunity that they, like, you know, the community and how they changed the community and like made the community just so joined together. To, so it's always nice to see them succeed. Absolutely. Then at the beginning of the season, as I mentioned, you know, teams start out, um, and they're on the same playing field. But all teams start out and they haven't won a game. So all the teams are basically ranked, you know, first, in my opinion. So then as the season unfolds, we kind of get an idea of, of what teams look like and, and where they may go. So if they come out and they just, you know, continue to buy into Coach Cobbs' philosophy, work hard. I always say the sky is the limit if you're in the right mindset. Uh, the games, just like the game of life, you, the battle is even won or lost before the game ever starts. So just making sure you're mentally prepared and in the right place, right mindset goes a long way. Yes, that's 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 very true. All right, so um, two more questions and we'll wrap it up. So at the end of it all, um, your way too early prediction of who's going to be the NCAA champion. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it like this. I always, always, always say that Duke will be in somewhere in this equation. Duke, North Carolina, Michigan State. You got you have Kentucky. Um, those those type of teams. And, and I'm gonna throw my team in there. Michigan. They're always going to be not so much as um, always going to be contenders. You know, guys that can potentially win the national championship. But if I had to pick one out of those. Um, group that I just mentioned, the group I just mentioned, I probably, I'm probably going to lean towards uh, Michigan State or Kentucky. Oh wow, those are two good picks. Early on. Yeah, those are those are really good picks. I mean, Michigan State's bringing back a lot of good players. I mean, they did lose 
um, you know, a couple guys, but they also bring back Cassius Winston, the guy that you mentioned earlier. And, you know, in Kentucky always, you know, they brought back some good, they brought back some players and they also got two top 25 recruits. Exactly, exactly. So I, I think they're going to be contenders just because of, you know, as you mentioned, Winston, the leadership that Winston uh, has displayed year after year now on the floor is affectious, and uh, I think that's going to help Michigan State be in that in that contending ranking. And then Coach Izzo is, is a great coach. Uh, he always has his teams ready when, he, when tournament time comes. And you can't forget about what Coach Kyle is doing in Kentucky the years he's had. And then, obviously, uh, I would throw a third team, actually, and say Duke. You know, Coach K would definitely have those those kids ready to play uh, as well, especially come tournament time. So, you know, it's wide open. But the North Carolina could be a sleeper. That's why they were one of the uh, five teams that I mentioned um, because of the young kid, Cole Anthony. I mean, he's, he's a, a very, very talented young guard who uh, – you know, a lot of pressure, weight will be on his shoulders, but it's he seems like he can definitely handle it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's a kid, like you said, that's worked on his game, and look where he is now. I mean, becoming a co-MVP of the McDonald's All-American game and MVP of the Jordan game. I mean, this guy is – sounds like he's this kid's on the rise. Oh, definitely. He's, he's a tear. He's a tear. He's quite a talent. And then you got to make sure that, you know, health – plays a huge factor. If all these teams stay healthy, you know, this year is going to be an exciting year for college basketball, uh, just as, you know, as years pass. It's going to be a very, very exciting year. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. I'm very, I'm very ready for it to start. All right, my last question for you is University of Michigan football. I'm a big Michigan football fan. Um, how do you think they do this year with Harbaugh? And, you know, I'm ready for them to start. Well, listen, we've, we've uh, early been ranked. We're ranked really high. We're, there's some great uh, predictions out there where we should and how we should finish. As an alum, you know, I, I think we should be in the Final Four in one of the, you know, four teams to, to, to have an opportunity to win it all this year. Uh, the, the stage is set. Harbaugh has been there for a while. We know exactly um, his philosophy, his coaching style. The culture is there. We have um, some good pieces that we brought in. We're talking starting at the quarterback position. So now we're ready to, you know, take that next step, take it to the next level. And I think it's the year we do it. I think it's the year we finally beat uh, Ohio State. I think it's the year that we continue to, you know, dominate some other teams, but uh, have tremendous success. Now, we won 10 games. We had 10-game seasons, but we're ready for that next level punch and push. And so I think this is the year we do it. I'm excited. Can't wait for a football season to really get rolling, even though it started last week. Yeah, yeah, I know. It started last week, but Michigan starts Saturday, right? Absolutely. Cannot uh, man, wait. I'm excited. I've been looking forward to it. I love Saturday college football days. <laughs> Absolutely. College sports are, are, are great because it's uh, it, it's pure. It's, it's team, uh, team sports. At, at this best. I mean, I love uh, professional sports as well, but there's something about college uh, sports. It's um, right before you turn pro, so you're still in that amateur status, and you see a lot of uh, uh, things uh, that transpire that um, some people say they don't see in the professional ranks, but, I mean, I love all sports. Don't get me wrong. I love uh, football, basketball, baseball, you name it. I'm just a sports fanatic. 
Yes, same here, same here. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you coming on, Gerard, and making time for me. Uh, this has been great. Uh, you're just an amazing person. You're, you know, you're um, speaking, like, you know, just you talking motivationally, you know, makes me want to run for a wall sometimes <laughs> just hearing you talk. But I was awesome to have you on. I loved your insight, and I hope we can uh, do this again sometime. Awesome. I'd love to. Thank you for having me. And um, I'm going to say go blue. And obviously you're going to say what? Go. University, <laughs> University of Rhode Island. What do you say when you got? Go roadie. That's all we got. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say go blue and you're going to say go roadie. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, you have a great rest of your day. All right, that was my episode with Gerard. Um, I know I said in my last episode I was going to have Stephen Stephen Sprayragon on. I'm going to have Stephen Sprayragon's episode out on uh, Tuesday. I might release three episodes next week uh, just because I'm a little bit behind. I had some family things come up first that I had to take care of. So I'm a little bit behind on those, so I apologize to all the guys that I've interviewed that I expect when our episodes come out. Uh, they will be coming out soon. I, I'm sorry again. Um, just some family things coming out, so I'm a little bit I'm about a week behind in releasing episodes. So, but this week we will next fall next week we'll have Stephen Spray Reagan, and we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, that will be Tuesday's episode, and we'll see what the rest of the week brings. But I hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy the college football games. We have a great lineup: uh, Michigan versus Wisconsin, Georgia Notre Dame. Uh, those are just some of the top games I can think of off the top of my head. So I hope you guys enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the football football games on Saturday and Sunday.